0: of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh well, he really likes his spinach puffs. Welcome, Jacob.
1: <laughs> Ick.
0: Gross. It could have been worse.
1: Uh, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. I could have
0: said you were scary beyond all reason.
1: Well, I get that sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you catch me at two in the morning, like,
1: nee, okay. <laughs> uh, especially when you get hungry.
0: Yes, very much so. Hungry but not quite I- for spinach puffs. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I, I get kind of hangry a little bit, so yeah, <laughs> either way. I'm, I'm letting the dog out of the cat tonight. Let's get, let's just get over that. Or in this case, the llama out of, out of the bag.
0: <laughs> yes, let the llama out of the bag.
1: And just let him hit every step no of the way down. touchy. <laughs> Why, thank you, let me introduce our co-host, a man who was suddenly transformed into an itty bitty kitty. I don't have a
0: good cat voice.
1: <laughs> it was the best thing I could figure out at the last minute, but Fair way, enough, fair enough. Either way. All right, so I am doing fairly well. I'm a little tired. I'm a little you know, about today, but uh, it's gonna be all good. I've got I've got a plow through to Friday, and then I am driving to. I know Drew is driving in the morning. I'm driving in the yes. afternoon. Uh, we are going to a uh, single treat with our church, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go chill out for two three days. I'm gonna leave on Sunday because I would be back at work.
0: Funsies i'm but i feel so sorry for you but yeah, you can do nothing to help
1: yeah exactly uh but either way uh, i'm doing pretty good uh desperately i i'm i am wanting to go to sleep but i'm here for here for the podcast and we're gonna get through this and uh so yes so how are you
0: drew well i'm doing all right i'm a little tired myself not as much as you are mm. uh but other than that i'm doing okay okay Nothing crazy going on. I did play some Psychonauts yesterday oh, on streams okay. stream. So. I, keep, I keep hearing about that all over the place. Well, like I mean, there was a, Psychonauts this, 2. Psychonauts 2 just recently came out, but I realized I had not finished the original. Ah. And so I thought that'd be a good one to do on the stream. That's why I'm doing it on Monday nights. I gotcha. So, yeah.
1: I gotcha. You. Got you. Uh,
0: so, what have you been watching? What have I been
1: watching? Um, oh, f- I had it all planned and it went poof as soon as you said it. Uh, of course,
0: that's usually how this works. Of course,
1: uh, I watched uh, Star Trek 2009, G.G. Abrams. I was watching that uh, this morning when I was getting ready for work. Um, of course, we got. I, I watched like several films, some animated, some not. Uh, but overall, be like, I I just enjoy films. So just like, if it's a film I've watched and I can just watch it and like put it in the background or whatever. If it's a commentary on a film, I just put it on there because when i don't have internet in my house my apartment currently but i'm working on that other than that i
0: have pretty good what about you now you said star trek 2
1: star trek 2009 okay so j.g abrams the, the good one. the
0: good of the abrams ones gotcha yeah there, there's the, i the, the, say with that poster on my wall over yeah there. exactly <laughs> uh Sorry, I just got distracted. No, the reason that... I I won that poster. I (laughs) told you that story. Yes, I'm I'm fully aware of that. (laughs) What people don't know is above my television is a poster for Star Trek Into Darkness. Which I like. (laughs) And it is the one with the Enterprise crashing towards Earth. Yes. Which is a cool shot. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I actually won that for a Star Trek trivia contest that Mm -hmm. I didn't even technically enter. But I couldn't shut up when they were asking me trivia questions. That is true. You, you, You ask a Trekkie... No, they didn't ask a tricky. I, I, I'll i put this away. I won when the guy was asking a question from an old Star Trek trivia game, and he got to the word Kronos. Kronos, yeah. Quonos. Kronos. Quonos? It's That's right. Close to Kronos, but Kronos. And the guy couldn't figure out how to pronounce it because it's spelled Q U apostrophe N O S. <laughs> so he's going, quote, quote, and I just went, it's Kronos. And they misspelled it in the name of the mo- in the movie because <laughs> they spell it like the the Greek Titan in yeah, the movie, yeah, which is probably. not how it's supposed to be sold. Ah, and I didn't know that the Klingon homeworld. Ah. Anyway, fan theory. That's not what this show is about. Right. Maybe I'll start a new podcast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have ideas. Yeah. Especially now that I'm kind of released from one thing we were doing, but anyway,
1: yeah, we'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than th- I'm, we're on yours still. Yes. So, oh no. You just asked me what I've been yes, watching. I did. Sorry. I got off track. It's fine. Uh, well, since you did not come to Bible study Sunday night at Chase's, because you were packing, packing, you were packing,
1: I was packing for Friday. No, for the week, packing for because the I am, week. well, I didn't, oh, I was, that's right, because that's I am God. dog sitting this week. I forgot your
0: dog sitting. Yes, well, yes,
1: exactly. And you're probably uh, I, going to
0: that as soon as we get done recording. Make probably. sure the dogs are fed.
1: Dog. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Asher's a good dog.
0: That's a, that's good. That's good. Um, anyway. Since you didn't come to that because you were yeah. packing, yeah. Uh, you missed, uh, well, it was just me, Chase, and Goober. Ah. I say Goober, not because I'm trying to distract. That's detract. just what we call him. <laughs> I'm not, well, that and I'm not trying to track. but I don't know if he wants me to say his name over the uh, internet, so yeah. in respect of his privacy, I'm just yeah. going to call him Goober, which actually kind of sounds worse. But anyway. <laughs> it fits. Uh, since it was just the three of us, we didn't actually do Bible study. Uh-huh. We ended up watching, uh, Chase ended, ended up introducing a show that came out earlier this year, apparently, okay. called Resident Alien. Oh, yeah. That's a Alan Tudyk film. Yes. Show. yeah. It is funny. I can imagine. I need to finish it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was an interesting show. I enjoyed watching uh, I also finished the two-parter in Star Trek Discovery Season 3 called Terra Firma. Yeah. I did not expect to actually, that the episode, the, the character that those two episodes are about, and the thing is, this is a one of those characters in a TV show that if a person has not watched any of the show, mm-hmm. you can't really talk about because it spoils way too many things. I gotcha. But I was, but I had not like, really liked this character. Okay. I actually was feeling, when the character leaves at the end of that episode, presumably for good, because it's... You know, three episodes to the end, more than likely that person's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, I actually was kind of, I was kind of sad. But mm. then it's coupled with, like, this great Star Trek original series cameo mm. that was handled very well.
1: Original cameo?
0: Of a, of a it is of a character.
1: Oh, okay. I was about to say Who from the original series Is still alive
0: Well let's see You've got Sulu (laughs) You've got Nichelle Nichols Mm -hmm. You've Who played Uhura Uh, Walter Koenig Who Mm -hmm. played Who was the original Checkoff is still alive Mm -hmm.
1: And William Uh, Shatner Obviously still alive William Shatner's
0: still alive Yes For all that's worth Uh, I think Mark Leonard Who played Sarek Is still alive I thought he passed away Recently Spock died recently Yes Like in the last couple Last ten years Yeah but uh, I think Mark Leonard is still around. Okay. Uh, most I think that's pretty much like the biggins that kept showing up. Yeah. Uh, but this was not one of... Th- this was a character who was in one episode, and technically, with special effects and a sound clip, they were able to bring the character back, but have somebody else play him. It. it. Hmm. Him it. Him it? Him slash It. And I'm saying that not because I'm trying to respect a gender role or anything. Okay. I literally don't know what you call that thing from that episode.
1: Okay. Interesting. I'm trying to
0: say it in such a way where I do not spoil it. Got it. So, yeah. Uh, But let's just say it's from one of the most famous original series episodes that ever came out.
1: I got you. Anyway. All right. uh,
0: So, I I watched that. Um, What else have I watched besides Emperor's New Groove and that stuff? I think that's been about it. The only game I have been playing is I'm getting back into Final Fantasy 14 now that you know time is starting to slow back down again and mm-hmm. actually get time to to do stuff I want to do and not just you know all work and no play. But I did visit my parents this weekend and uh, watched a couple shows with them. Mm-hmm. There's a show that they like to watch on Animal Planet called uh, Lone Star Law, oh, okay. which okay. is about Texas game wardens.
1: Interesting. Actual
0: Texas Game Warden's going around and uh, you know catch, catching people who are you know not fishing correctly or don't have their tags done. Or I got gotcha. you uh, fishing an alligator out of a Houston swamp that was blind. It was interesting. It's an interesting show. I actually suggest that it. It's I know people like those people. As all as best way I know how to put it. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and plus they've done. There's been some episodes around us. Okay not directly this county but near us okay but yeah uh that's pretty much it Alrighty. so uh
1: what do we got in the news all right so it's not much dreamworks animation announced today uh, i'm not sure if this is uh dated correctly or not but uh today the Crudes, a movie we just recently did mm-hmm. uh family tree series it's part of the by the hit show hit film uh, the crews a new age uh which we haven't reviewed yet which we will uh eventually yes uh uh will premiere on peacock and hulu streaming uh September 20 September 23rd with six episodes which apparently that's the norm now yeah uh
0: Now this is a separate show from the one they had on Netflix I believe so
1: okay I believe so uh it's basically surrounds the the two families we know in the the crews the in the new movie yeah then. which I have not seen yet
0: I have not seen it either
1: all right, but I do have the movie now. All right, so in a bunch, of, in a uh, really, really bit set, bad, uh, bad, sad bit of news, uh, Ed Ash Asher,
0: Ed Asner, Asner. I knew I was gonna say that wrong.
1: Asner, uh, seven-time Emmy winner, known for television uh, of our, uh, Mary type Moore show, and uh, several others, and to anime love animation lovers for his emotional voice, uh, starring as Carl from Pixar's Oscar-winning feature Up mm-hmm. died Sunday August 20 August 29th surrounded by family. He was 29 years old and was still working after after being after being in the career over 60 years. That is insane. Yeah. I, the, the man has done so much work. So yeah, I'm bringing
0: up some of his roles oh, yeah, on
1: here. Yeah, he played a uh, I saw one where he, he uh he was a uh, J. Jonah
0: Jameson in the original Spider-Man series. Yeah, I saw that one in here. Uh, there's a couple others. He played somebody in a show I watched as a kid. He played a lot of characters, but there's one oh, in particular yeah. I'm thinking. I just yeah. can't remember. Oh, uh, uh, He was Hudson in uh, Gargoyles. He was Hudson. He was Goodness from just J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Apparently he was Burbank also in uh, that one. Uh, I yeah. want to say he was in Freakazoid. That may have been someone who was doing a sound-alike thing. Could be. Oh, no. He was S- Sergeant Cosgrove in F- Freakazoid. So, yeah. Both One of the, of the many voices of our childhood. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and he's unfortunately passed.
1: Yes. Uh, Just be like it's more that... But no, be like Ed, Nassar, As, Ed Asner. You can definitely tell I'm tired. Because <laughs> I'm...
0: just. You're also uh, tongue-tied.
1: I am very tongue-tied. And I'm trying to rush through it. And I shouldn't be rushing. All right. So, um, well uh which is very good i haven't embarked in this the show yet that'd be very interesting this would be the fun night for it yes it would <laughs> it's like but what s- the heck's happening stay frosty <laughs> stay fro. no uh, i don't want to stay frosty be like my tail will freeze off no way uh-uh
0: anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah ed asner uh sadly passed away but his His roles and definitely um, his role as uh, Carl from Up will be very much treasured for animation Mm -hmm. lovers and those who have grown up listening to his voice on Saturday morning cartoons and animation alike. Indeed. All right, so that's all I have in the news right
0: now. All right, we we need to jump into our spoiler free section of our review of The Emperor's New Groove. Yes. The first time I saw this was not in a theater. It was in, in a hotel room ah. in Austin, Texas, ah. when I was with about 30 other people mm-hmm. who were watching it on a DVD. And you have to remember, this was actually the first Disney proper movie I had probably seen since Pocahontas. Ah. That's how big the gap was there. Yeah, So I didn't really, you know, I wasn't big Disney at the time. I got you and that was that was all these you know, and the other people in the room they were all uh fr- from my uh, uh one act play in my freshman year yeah cuz i was in one act play all 4 years of high school uh and uh we were alternate to state that year mm. so we got what was essentially a four day vacation for school because uh, we had to be there in case they needed to call us up and be ready to go. But the chances of them actually needing us were some to none. Mm. So we actually had to carry everything down to Austin that we would normally carry to a competition. Yeah, You know, all the set pieces and all that stuff. And, for the most part, all we did was just hang out, and the few people who had other UIL things went and did those. Yeah. But me, I had nothing else. So I was just literally hanging out and goofing off. And one night, at like one or two in the morning, after, you know, technically we should all have been in bed, but why would you do that? Yeah. Uh Much high schoolers. Someone know. Put it, said, hey, why don't we watch uh, Emperor's New Groove? And I'm going, hey, what's that? <laughs> and said oh well it's this movie and i did this was actually like the second dvd i'd ever watched too Mm -hmm. by the way yeah so they put it in and i absolutely loved it it was funny it was it felt like it was a shot the shot in the arm i thought at the time disney needed bear in mind i hadn't seen lilo and stitch it wouldn't come out for another year i didn't even watch it when it came out Hmm. (laughs) that one came out uh as i was in that weird spot where it's like oh western animation stinks yeah it's all gotta be it's all anime all the time if i was watching <laughs> caring anything about animation right but uh i was watching this and I thought this is hilarious this is funny i can't believe i'd never seen this before okay the second time i watched it was my was at the end of my sophomore year on a uh great on a uh charter bus on the way down to mexico for oh. a mission trip That's fun and so we watched it there and of course I liked it again so it's like yeah this is probably one of my this was probably one of my favorite disney movies is what i was thinking at the time and then i didn't watch it for like 10 15 years until about a month ago yeah when uh, we watched it with a friend of ours, because he yes. had never seen it. Yes. And he said, well, what do y'all want to watch tonight after Bible study? And I said, well, it sounds like what we need to watch <laughs> is, is The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yes. And so we did. So I actually didn't, I, well, I did watch it for this review. Mm-hmm. I watched it with the English description on Really? So, you know, it would describe all everything that was happening. Oh, uh, okay. Just because I have found that funny in the past on some things. Hey, this one was okay. Um, uh, actually this one, you probably actually could have recorded it as made it, turned it into an audio drama mm. as well as good as it was done. But, uh, yeah, I, I this is just one of my favorites. I consider it a classic and, uh, I think everyone should watch it. Uh, and, it is, and it is definitely, uh, good for kids. So yeah,
1: good deal. Uh, like you, I didn't see it in the theaters. I was actually, I was also on, I was on a mission trip. Uh, when I saw this first, uh, we went to the little church I was at. Uh, we went to Lubbock to do to work on tracks. And what you do on a track is, is that companies put these together they're, they're gospel centered tracks that you pass out. If you've ever been on a corner and someone hands you you know a piece of paper and tells you about Jesus, that's a track. So we were down there uh, to to put together tracks. And, uh, so we were staying in the church mm-hmm. and, uh, a girl I liked at the time, uh, her fiance, her, I think fiance, I think I couldn't remember. I think it was fiance fiance or, you know, very close to getting married. Yeah. Um, was there and I, I, I really liked her, like really, really liked her. And so I was kind of like jealous of everything, you know, you know, early 20, early twenties guy. Yeah. Like I was really immature back then. Let's say that. Uh, thank, the, thank the the Lord. <laughs> hey! <laughs> See what you get for Christmas.
0: Probably the same thing I got for you the last two years was a big fat nothing. nothing. <laughs> Unless, you, no, no. There was one uh, white elephant gift I technically got from you.
1: That is true.
0: I don't remember what it was. Me either.
1: I'm, just, I'm too tired to think of it. But anyway. Yeah. Either way. Either way. So I we watched The Emperor's New Groove. No correction. I'm mixing stories up. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So either way. So either way. Uh, I wound up watching this. No, that's when I watched. I'm sorry. Let's rewind. <laughs> exactly. Say retro rewind.
0: Yeah, maybe to call out another one, a uh, show on one of our networks.
1: So I'm. I'm at the time. I am uh staying with my brother and sister, Daniel and Chelsea. Thank you very much. Uh, I was staying with them, and uh, I had mentioned that I had never watched the emperor's new groove because i had watched lilo and stitch and i love lilo and stitch as anybody knows pin hint, hint yes if you're looking if you're watching i'm pointing to my my uh stitch doll um by the way no there's not uh so either way uh so Chelsea, my my dear sister-in-law chelsea's like, we're watching this movie now so they pulled it up watching it his first time watching it, and it's like wow this is really good and after the movie my sister-in-law is like so what do you think I was a like, well it's pretty good it's not as good as lilo and stitch now granted i've watched it uh at later times and watched it later on but I've, I've got like a very fond appreciation from this film it's like lilo and stitch in this film are two different films oh yeah like just
0: definitely not even in the same ballpark no they're not
1: and um like yeah it is a cl- it is very much a disney classic or a kind of a forgotten Disney
0: classic because it's well, it's in that same era as Lilo and stitch mm-hmm. and, uh, Atlantis, the lost empire mm-hmm. where people kind of were not paying attention to Disney.
1: Exactly. So, huh, so we watched it at our friend's house and it was like, okay, and this is real. I'd be like, this is better than I remember. And then watching it again for the review. Cause I watched it again. Cause I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, w-? it's like, yeah, this is really well done. I mean, like, you really don't like Cusco at, at first, and you start realizing he's, you know, That's kind of a kind I, of I, the yeah, point. I, I realize that. But, yeah, or I enjoyed that.
0: Well, something about that might come up in yeah, dislikes.
1: Just maybe. All right. So, yeah, that is uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Is it family Yes, it is available. Yes, go to Disney Plus, go watch it. And uh, if you are subscribed to that, no piracy, please. Um, Yeah, so that is my family-friendly review or
0: non-spoiler review. Spoiler-free review. Yes,
1: yes. You can definitely tell I'm tired.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are tired. But anyway, let's continue this discussion then on the other side of the bumpers. Mm -hmm. So join us for then and maybe uh, hopefully you won't be knocked off your groove with our opinions of this movie. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that you can download download don't forget that you can uh, don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every tuesday over on our facebook page the cellcast our uh, twitch channel the cellcast gaming and on youtube at cellcast also don't forget to join our patreon if you would like to support us monetarily at $1 you'll get our everlasting thanks at on our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And on our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. This podcast is part of the Culture Box Media Network. For more great content like this, go to the website in the description. There you will find other great shows such as Geek Devotions, which is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional, their podcast ComTalk, and written articles, all designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. You can find their content specifically at geekdevotions.com. Do you like trivia shows but wish you could stay a little longer with the contestants? Do you wish that if those contestants didn't know the answer from memory, they could Google the answers? Do you love finding out how many of certain objects fit between the Earth and the Moon? And do you want a game show that is completely unfair? Then might I suggest the Raw Quiz Show, where Ryan Ashley Wall pits and competes against five different combatants each season to see who is the true trivia champion. And you can find it over at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're listening to is also a part of. Go to the link in the description to find out more. The following is a spoiler filled review. For the movie The Emperor's New Groove. Listener discretion is advised. The Emperor's New Groove was written and directed by Mark Dindle, who also wrote and directed Chicken Little. It was also written by Chris Williams, David Reynolds, Doug Frankel, Mark Kennedy, and Mark Walton. The original story elements from the unfinished Kingdom of the Sun, Mm -hmm. in which this movie pulls pretty much all its world building from.
1: Yeah, also another DreamWorks movie.
0: Yes. Uh, that was done by Ro- uh Roger Allers, who, all, who directed The Lion King, and Matthew Jacobs, who directed the American Doctor Who movie.
1: Really? Wait,
0: what? You're- yeah, there's an American Doctor Who movie. It was a pilot that ended up not getting off the ground. The one in the nineties. Yes, the co-production between the BBC and Fox. Oh, for a show that for a movie for a telev- uh, essentially what would have been the eighth Doctor Doctor's run. Uh, uh that would have been done as an american sh- it didn't last no and but and it went on hiatus. then doctor who went on hiatus again until like 2005 there was only the one movie ever made yeah and i've watched the movie it's actually not bad key words there <laughs> not bad not bad <laughs> uh cast for this movie includes david spade who played Cusco. sorry emperor kuzco uh, he played Griffin, the Invisible Man, in the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Mm-hmm. John Goodman played Pacha, and uh, I know him primarily as Bill Randa from Kong Skull Island. You know, yeah. Before he, the guy who's act, playing the Carl Denham of that, essentially. Uh, Eartha Kitt played Isma, and she was the third Catwoman in the Batman 1966 television, and ironically, the one that was in the most episodes. I figured out. I found out. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Warburton mm-hmm. played Kronk, and in the Netflix version of *Series of Unfortunate Events*, sorry, of *Lemony Snicket's* *Series of Unfortunate yes. Events*, he played Lemony Snicket. Wendy Malick plays uh, Chica, and in the television series *Just Shoot Me*, she played uh, Nina Van Horn. Kelly Kelso, who played uh, Chaka, one of her only other roles was in *Power Rangers Lost Galaxy*, where she played a little. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a is it a first? no we've had stuff like that before yeah there's like power uh, ranger related no we've had dude we did like one that had like 30 that is power ranger characters that is is so true because that was digimon the movie because they use the
1: same voice cats agreed agreed (laughs) thank you for reminding
0: me i'm tired it was your movie (laughs) yes it was uh eli (laughs) russell linets played tipo And uh, he played a character named Bryce in A Black Widow, which was one of his, I think it might have been his only other. A Black Widow? A Black Widow, not the movie Black Widow. That's what I thought. It looked like it was a television. I wasn't sure. Uh, Stephen J. Anderson played Additional Voices, and uh, he played Michael Yagubian, aka the Bowler Hat Guy, in Meet the Robinson, you know, the villain. Oh, okay. Um, I've I've watched the movie Yeah. And apparently uh, along with that, he was like one of the, the writers, what do you call it? The second dark ages, Disney. Oh yeah. The, the that stuff Noughts? between the Renaissance and Tangled essentially. Yeah, pretty much the <laughs> 2000 knots. Yeah. The 2000 knots. He did a bunch of the movies there. Uh, so yeah. Which uh, they are again, be like the, the
1: second dark ages, like the 2000 odds for Disney. Yeah. A lot of them were not bad. It'd be like we, yeah it's just we're they were not one, they,
0: there was there was some weak ones in there that i think discolored it for a lot of people yeah but, on the range yeah we'll not go there we'll <laughs> have to go there eventually but yeah, we're not we talking about that right now yeah. uh but for the most part uh there was actually some good ones and there's just at the time when pixar was really shiny people thought thing was and why wouldn't watch that dirty dirty 2d i disagree anyway bob bergen who was both Bucky the Squirrel and the Fly Stuck in the Web played the character of Wolf, which was the streamlined dub name for Lupin the Third in Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. Yes, because they couldn't use Lupin because of some uh, copyright issue. The actual uh, Arsene Lupin, Gentleman Thief franchise from like France. Uh, Roger Bumpus played some of the townspeople. And he is most well-known for playing Squidward Tentacles and SpongeBob SquarePants. I will make you watch one of them. Robert Clotworthy was some of the guards. And uh, he is the narrator of Ancient Aliens. Yeah! Uh, Jennifer Darling played female villager number one. And she played the character of Ayeka in Tenchi Muyo and Love. I, some of these I would have actually stopped reading if it weren't for the fact that I kept looking at They were. It's like, well, I've got to bring that up. That's how when else their time? Uh, Patty Dooch or Deutsch. I actually don't know how you say her last name. Uh, she was the waitress, and in uh, Tarzan, she played Tantor's mother. John Fielder was the old man, and he was Piglet in The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, dear, that's the uh, the old man who got thrown out the mouth. Oh, Emperor's yeah, groove. beware the groove And when you rec- <laughs> recognize that's him, you will never unhear piglet's piglet. voice in that yes. scene i i i kept i i, I was what i was watching
1: it and i was like wait a minute why do i Rick's voice be like it must be like an older actor from yeah,
0: because it's piglet. it's piglet and he's almost doing piglet's voice pretty much uh miriam flynn played the pinata lady and uh do you know the vacation movies? national lampoon's vacation yeah, I'm, european I'm, vacation mm-hmm. christmas vacation there's another one and that new movie that i don't count um do you remember have you ever watched him? i've watched you know who i mean if i said so
1: you're talking about uh i don't I'll, remember I'm his name i'm drawing his. a wow i'm drawing a
0: but you know the character i'm talking i, about. I have family connections to that family well yeah. that character's wife yeah. catherine yeah was this part was Marion Flynn. oh okay the theme song guy was played by tom jones and uh he is the singer who created what's new pussycat yeah. Whoa, whoa whoa, i had to bring that up yeah, of course. uh and then of course mark dindle had a cameo as uh, take a guess mark dindle yes the director of this film okay if you had to take a guess as to what role would make a good cameo for this guy who you've probably never heard his voice except for in the uh, director's commentary i assume it doesn't have it oh then never mind so you have no idea no i don't uh i would guess chef nope chef was a different actor okay. i didn't have him on the list but he was a different actor okay than who kitty e- what yeah <laughs> yzma as the cat
1: wait wait wait, wait cat a minute Form
0: yzma is the director of this film wait a minute
1: okay so you you have uh you, earth, ha- you, have, you have earth Kits, Kit, who, who is Catwoman woman, and, she's and she's not, not even playing <laughs> the cat <laughs> what i, no, I, I th- thought
0: something was... was off and i was like, what in the because world because that's not a girl woman's voice coming out of that cat <laughs> It's although, like, oh, really? although <laughs> he does have her vocal inflections
1: down i will say that yes i was like oh that's perfect she tr- she turns into a cat but it's not voiced <laughs> by her the
0: cat's not voiced <laughs> by her it's what's hilarious anyway oh my kingdom hearts connections of course kathy suchi who has various uncredited uncredited roles in uh emperor's new groove known for playing sally and shock Sora's mom oh, poor Sora. only in only has one line. One line. And she never sees her and boy we never again. Never see her again. We don't even know if Sora has any other parents or if she, her she's still alive when they end up back spoiler alert, they end up back at Destiny Island. Ah spoiler. <laughs> right. Uh Rob Paulson, who you might know as Yakko, had various uncredited roles in Emperor's and he, or, or, or 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 I have to bring this No Donatello and Raphael. That's true. that is true but in kingdom hearts uh specifically uh birth by sleep to that, ah. uh he played Jacques, ah and the grand duke
1: hmm. so i do want to bring up one really thing is there again you know tiredness does, does that to you I, yes. forgot, I forgot one thing i was watching i know it's a very very weird place to bring that because you, you brought up uh it's rob paulson
0: especially right in the middle of, King yeah, of Hearts yeah exactly
1: exactly <laughs> this is weird but i have been watching a show uh teenage mutant turtles uh the 2003 watch the season one it's great okay jess harnell
0: mostly known for playing wacko warner yeah. in animaniacs yes played one of the guards in emperor's nougar and he played dr finkelstein and Locke plus additional voices robert clotworthy played some of the guards here, and he was additional voices right andre stochka who played Topo in uh, Emperor's Nook, New- the Owls. Okay. And Eli Russell-Lennitz, the voice of Flounder. Oh, okay. The Cowardly Fish. <laughs> Pretty much. Which brings me to the end of our cast crew list. So what do we got in info and right.
1: Uh, Be able to watch Disney Plus, a subscriber. Uh, it was by an uh Walt Disney Pictures by Walt 2000. Uh, Box off. estimate. did an estimate 100 weekend from Canada was... Pretty good. Nine million. Nine December seventeen. Uh, its U.S. and Canada growth was eighteen point six. Yeesh, hmm, that's terrible. Uh, it had a world worldwide gross of one hundred sixty nine point six. Uh, is that good? It, it under it underdeveloped, underdeveloped, yeah, underperformed, underperformed. All right, home release. Uh, the standard uh, VHS and DVD first one. Uh, along with a two-disc collector's uh it can songs it can soundtrack commentary from the movies i did not get on the the version which drew allowed me to borrow which i was really looking hoping forward to but they didn't this i was borrowing on september on september in september it was reported that dhs units were sold uh amounting to nine uh the dvd also sold twice uh overall overall revenue was and. 120 million million dollars million dollars in units according to the Adams uh, Disney re released a single disc on October 2005 digitally remastered neighbors on blu-ray uh, June eleventh, 2000, with Bundle Pack direct sequel Krunk on on its first weekend, 17,000 uh Blu-rays with a gross two hundred thousand dollars. Uh regarding uh in April two thousand five, it was studios was producing a uh Kronks New group, December five, followed by animated on Disney Channel titled entitled Uh The Emperor School, uh Patrick Warbur, uh Wendy Malik. Thank you, repriser uh for the season while uh character john goodman actually uh for the first and final it's done fairly
0: good for itself
1: is it serious yeah, it's not in
0: its initial release
1: yeah agreed but it's it's like every other uh this, that was
0: just a weird era for disney where they I just agreed. could not get in stick at a movie and they
1: made television movie television series out of everything oh yeah and sequels of everything
0: (laughs) well it still took them what five years to make the disney tunes yeah and what another two years after that for emperors yeah so i mean they waited eight years yeah that's a long time in children's television to wait for a tv series i would agree i would agree with that but it's because it took that long i think for people to come to appreciate the Mm -hmm. movie outside of the the teenagers who fell in love yeah all right, so that's all I have for it. All right, getting into the summary. In the Incan Empire, narcissistic Emperor Cuzco plans to celebrate his 18th birthday by raising a local village to build a lavish summer home called Cuzcotopia, much to the distress of village leader Pacha. When Kuzco lets go of his conniving advisor, Yzma, she plots to take the throne by poisoning him at dinner. However, her dim-witted assistant, Kronk, instead accidentally... Places Cusco's drink with a potion that transforms him into a llama. Under Izwa's instruction Under Izwa's instruction, Kronk knocks Cusco unconscious and attempts to dispose of him outside town. After a stroke of conscience prevents Kronk from casting Cusco over a waterfall, he misplaces the bag containing Cusco on Pacha's cart. Pacha returns home but cannot bring himself to tell his family about Cusco's plan. Pacha discovers Cusco as he regains consciousness and declines to help Cusco back to the capital unless he builds Cusco Topia elsewhere. While Pacha initially allows Cusco to wander into the jungle alone, he ultimately follows and rescues him from a pack of jaguars. Cusco accepts Pacha's terms to guide him home, but attempts to leave Pacha dangling from an old bridge within an hour's walk from the palace. An altercation between them ensues after Cusco also falls through the bridge, which results in the bridge's total collapse. Cusco and Pacha cooperate to save themselves from dropping into a crocodile infested stream. Meanwhile, Yzma discovers that Kronk has failed to eliminate Cusco and they both set out to find him. The pair arrive at a diner at the same time, unaware of the other's presence. While Cusco argues with the cook, Pacha overhears Yzma's plan and Kronk narrowly fails to recognize Pacha. Cusco, oblivious to Yzma's treachery, brushes off Pasha's attempt to warn him and leaves, only to overhear Yzma and Krunk's machinations himself soon after. Realizing that no one in the Empire misses him because of his selfishness, Cusco prepares to resign himself to life as a normal llama, but encounters Pacha walking amongst a herd and reconciles with him. Krunk, meanwhile, finally recalls Pacha and his connection to Cusco. He and Yzma await them at Pacha's home, posing as distant family members. Pacha has his family delay Yzma, giving him and Cusco a head start back to the capital. They find Yzma's secret lab and numerous transformation pos- potions, but Yzma has taken the potion that would return Cusco to normal. She orders Krunk to kill Cusco and Pacha but Krunk cannot bring himself to do so, and Yzma drops him through a trapdoor after he attempts to kill her instead. Yzma drops the human vial amongst a scattered collection of others, and she calls upon the palace guards to seize Kuzco and Pacha. A chase through the palace ensues in which Cusco consumes different vials, changing into different animals. As Cusco and Pacha are cornered on the ledges of a giant stone structure, they find they are down to two vials. Yzma knocks away the vials and uses one of them, but transforms into a small cat. During the trans- Despite the transformation... She still manages to gain the upper hand in the struggle for the final vial, but is unexpectedly foiled by Krunk. Cusco drinks it and returns to his human form. Having made amends with those whom he offended and regains his throne, Cusco opts to build a summer home on a neighboring unoccupied hill. Sometime later, Cusco joins Pacha and his family at his modest resort. Elsewhere, Krunk has become a scout leader and trains a new batch of scouts in the language of squirrels, including the reluctant Yzma, who remains a cat. Getting into the trivia for this This movie was originally planned to have been a dramatic, sweeping Disney musical named Kingdom of the Sun, to be directed by The Lion King 1994 director Roger Allers and Mark Dindle, director of Turner's Cats Don't Dance from 1997, with six original songs written by Sting that was essentially an Incan retelling of Mark Twain's The Prince and the Pauper. David Spade was the voice of the young Emperor Manco, Owen Wilson of all people was playing Pacha, a young peasant with a striking resemblance to the Emperor. And Eartha Kit was Isma, the aged royal sorceress. Mm. The movie would have involved uh, Manco and Pacha switching places, except that Isma finds out, turns Manko into a non-speaking llama, and makes Pacha do her bidding. Pacha was eventually also eventually was to fall in love with Nina, voiced by Carla Guguino the Emperor's betrothed, while Manco, as a llama, learns humility in his new form and comes to meet a tough-as-nails female llama herder named Mata, voiced by uh, Laura Prepon. when they team up to stop Yzma's evil plans, save the country from darkness, and end up falling in love with each other as the journey goes. The resulting movie tested very poorly, and the production was suspended even though the movie was 50% complete. Allers and Izma supervising animator Andreas Deja left the project and moved to Orlando, Florida to work on Lilo and Stitch. Mm. During the production hiatus, Dindal and producer Randy Fulmer, storyman Chris Williams, and screenwriter David Reynolds completely overhauled the movie, eventually throwing out Wilson, the Prince and Popper angle, the completed footage, and all but one of Sting's songs. As Roger Aller's take on the movie was starting to take shape, Disney management was becoming increasingly uncomfortable with the movie, feeling it was too story, too similar to the story of The Prince and the Pauper. Test screenings, too, generated poor feedback. On the strength of this, Mark Dindall was hired to add more comedic elements to the movie. Dindall and Allers did not get along, and essentially both began making their own separate versions. The Disney executives, although unhappy with Roger Allers' direction, held off from interfering with him, given, given that he had provided them with their biggest hit, The Lion King, which, too, had had a troubled production. Also, most of Allers' crew were very loyal to their director. By the summer of 98, it was increasingly clear that Kingdom of the Sun was not going to make its summer 2000 release date. Merchandising tie-ins with McDonald's and Coca-Cola, amongst others, meant that the release date could not be moved. Director Roger Allers asked for a six-month extension of the release, which was denied. Allers then quit the project. With the movie on the brink of Total Shutdown, co-director Mark Dindle worked on a retooling of the movie. While he did this, most of his animators were reassigned to work on Raps- the Rhapsody in Blue segment of Fantasia 2000. The result of the retooling was the movie we have today. The story was rebuilt from the ground up, retaining Spade and Kit's characters, and creating a new, wackier movie that centered around Spade's talking llama, Yzma, and the two new characters. Pacha, now a middle-aged man, played by John Goodman, and Krunk. Patrick Warburton improvised when Krunk hummed his own theme song when he was carrying Cusco in the bag to the waterfall disney's legal department had warburton sign all rights to the humming composition over to them which is hilarious uh at least to me uh wife chica is pregnant according to the dvd commentary this is the first disney animated feature to show a pregnant woman Pacha's name means earth in the incan language this could refer to his round shape his green poncho or his down-to-earth personality two subtle visual jokes When Yzma pours the drink into the cactus plant after Cusco's neck transforms, the cactus turns into the shape of a llama. When Krunk is trying to hide in the background with Cusco in the bag, the scene pulls back to reveal a painting of two pig figures pointing at Krunk. Hmm. In the scene where Pacha is carrying Cusco through the jungle, Pacha and Cusco discuss Cusco having low blood sugar. This is an end joke about the fact that David Spade, who played Cusco, is diabetic in real life. In the scene where Cusco and Pacha are searching through the various potions, Pacha says lions, tigers, bears, and then come up upon the potion for humans. It is missing, and Yzma says, oh my. Together, this recreates a line from The Wizard of Oz. According to Randy Fulmer and director Mark Dindle, they were forced to use the joke, which they detested, by then head of feature animation, Thomas Schumacher. Cusco was named after the ancient capital of the Incas, which was also Cusco, but spelled with a C instead of a K. The city still exists in the Andes Mountains in southern Peru at an elevation of 11,200 feet. The makers of this movie originally wanted to get Sting to sing the opening song, but he said he was too old. They needed someone more hip and younger. So they went with Sir Tom Jones, who was 11 years older than Sting. Huh? (laughs) He did write My Funny Friend and Me, which included a music video from the movie. Sting's wife, Trudy Styler, made a documentary about the troubled making of this movie as part of the deal that involved her husband working on the movie. Her completed documentary, The Sweatbox, is owned by Disney and can be watched online on Vidme, which I haven't gotten a chance. It's also on YouTube, but I did also see it was on the internet uh, archive. Ah. So, yeah. Uh, The image on the back of the diner menus is a parody of the mascot of the Big Boy restaurant chain, which is popular in the Burbank, California area where Disney Studios are located, and Yzma usually wears purple, a color often associated with madness and royalty. True to life? Purple is considered a less likable color in some cultures. An example of this would be that purple is seen as the color of death in Japan. And that brings me to the end of the trivia. So what's your first like? My first like kind of going, pulling a, pulling a U,
1: pulling a U for a moment. Now me, okay. Pulling, pulling a U. It's the redemption of Cusco. It's, it's the fact that you're like, okay, like not, not the greatest of uh, redemptions, like yeah, Cusco, he's a very selfish, very spoiled prince.
0: More on my thoughts here when we get to dislikes. Yes,
1: but the the idea that he kind of he turns around a little bit, he sees the error of his ways. Not really, but it's just this this idea that a man who is so incredibly selfish and he realize he sees the the kindness and goodness of of uh, a man who is you know below his status is willing to do anything to does in all his power to save his village and Cusco sees that he sees that and so he he sees that what like, his selfishness isn't really and plus him and pacha kind of just now kind of just gel as two characters mm-hmm. uh I, I just i enjoyed that aspect of it's it's kind of like like yeah he's still like a very selfish person but he's seen the era of his ways and he's he's changed in a way but I'm not going to say he was, he's, you know, the, the, you know, the, the redeemed archetype Though he's ch- completely changed, you know, completely changes ways. But, you know, it's like, the, it's, it's, it's a
0: pseudo redemption. Yeah. So it's fine. My first like is that this is not your typical Disney. They went to pains to make it not your typical Disney movie. I mean, we talked about last time uh, when we did not last time, but time before last, when mm-hmm. we were do, talk, doing a Atlantis, the lost empire, mm-hmm. how they were all wearing shirts that said uh, less singing and more explosions. Mm-hmm. This one, they only have one song and it's the only song that works. Yeah. From what I can tell um, it is, Almost everything here is centered around jokes. Mm-hmm. There's actually very little, I would say, actual story in this. There is a story. Don't get me wrong. There is a strong plot line from beginning to end. But for the most part, the the plot here is kind of uh, serving as a way to get you from joke to joke. bit, joke to, yeah, bit to, to funny thing, to mm-hmm. what will Krunk say this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Which sounds like I wouldn't like it, but it works here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bre- it, it was definitely a breath of fresh air at the time. Right. But I noticed a couple other weird little things. For instance, yes. we agree here that Yzma's the villain, right? Oh, absolutely. Can you think of another movie where the villain looked like they fell to their death from falling from a very tall palace um, that we saw in the last year?
1: Uh, something more like, I don't know, be these?
0: Yes, when Gaston fell to his death. Yeah. And we didn't see, we, we assume he failed, he, he died. Yeah. They didn't show that. And so you see Yzma in cat form fall. And you just assume at yeah. first, if you've never seen this movie, yeah. Yzma's dead. Yeah. And then you see the vial fall. And it's like, well, I guess Cusco's going to have to learn to be a Mama. llama for the rest of his life. And I, well, I don't think that's ever actually happened. Yeah. In a movie where they, someone was forced just to go on with their lives, no, wait, technically didn't, uh, it would be after this, and I have not seen The Princess and the Frog, but didn't that not exactly turn out the way the main characters, I even mean, though you claim they still got a happy ending?
1: Yeah, they got a happy ending. They got
0: a happy ending, but it was not the happy ending they were thinking they were going to. Be, uh, is my understanding.
1: Uh, they did get the happy ending they wanted.
0: It was my understanding they did not return to being human in actuality.
1: Uh, I don't want to spoil the film, so... But
0: still, you get what I'm saying. Yes. they. You think, okay, so Kuzco's going to have to learn to be a llama for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. Yeah. And then the camera shifts down... To and a trampoline boom. salesman saying, I told you, we didn't order. We didn't ask for a trampoline. Well, you could have told me that before I set the whole thing up. Yeah, <laughs> And she catches the, the the extract of human as it's going up. And she does that. <laughs> Bam. And you actually hear the, uh, you actually can hear the Doppler effect. Yeah. And you think, okay, we're, we've entered... That was just first form boss fight. Now we're entering second form. Right. You know, because this is not even my final form. Which doesn't happen that much in Disney movies, but yeah. there is a where that happens. So. That is true. So you're thinking, okay, maybe this is where we're going. She, nope. She hits <laughs> her head against the concrete. She drops, not concrete, but the stone, drops the potion, and she gets kind of knocked out. She wakes up enough to where... You know, Cusco and Pacha, they're racing to try and get it before she can come down and get it. Yeah. And she does get it. Yeah. <laughs> until. Crunk. Crunk. And why was Crunk coming out that one little hole? Because that's the, where the tunnel went. The trap door let, mm. went that she dropped him down. Yeah. It's like, so he came out and smashed her and then they got a hold of the potion. It's like, okay. Mm. So it's like the villain didn't die. That doesn't happen that often in Disney movies. No, it doesn't. Because usually the villain gets their just rewards yeah. Yeah. of death. Minus she
1: stays forever as a little oh, blue she's
0: cat. St- <laughs> you say that. A, I've seen the other image on that thing that shows this from the sequel. Yeah. And she somehow has her human form back. I'm guessing she can at least remake Essence of Human. I don't know. We don't know. I haven't watched the movie yet. But um, she's... She doesn't get killed she doesn't even get exiled She's all as far as we can tell her punishment is stuck being a cat and having to go to Krunk's squirrel scout lessons and yes. learn to speak squirrel, squirrel which is hilarious squeak 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 squeak, squeak. <laughs> which was you owe me another acorn <laughs> oh, which is funny anyway yes, um it you get all these elements right? it's like you think it's going to go one way and there's even some kind of some spots where you think okay now's the time when the uh, you expect uh, Sting to come in with the the moving thing to, to show the montage. No, we don't get a montage. We just get well. We're going to the diner now to have the the diner joke scenes, which is kind of fun. And or we do get a montage of them yeah. trying to get back, but then it's it's kind of completely ruined because a it's short because mm-hmm. there's only like two segments of the of the actual uh, montage. Yeah, and it, it just ends when they get struck by lightning. <laughs> And fall into this pit. And then they show up at the end like they always do in these films. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Cusco asks, well, how did you get back here before us? And she's about oh, to answer yeah. and goes, wait, yeah, how did how we, did get, we back get back here, here? How did we get back here? Well, I don't know. It just kind of breaks all the rules of, com- of continuity if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I do love about this film. <laughs> it just, it, it knows not to take itself serious. It's telling a story, but the story is literally there... And you, you get this thing about, you know, be kind to everyone and how important family and friends are. That is there. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, this is, we just got to tell this story about all this, about all these things. And it's pretty much just going to be enough to get you from joke to joke to joke. Agreed. And even with that, you get two really good, uh, hearts, heart squeezers. Agreed. Where it's like, okay. We, we get that bit where it's like, Potch is coming back. And he's like, we've all just been, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicked out of our home. And then you've got that shot of Cusco walking up on Lama thinking, and he's going to go, This is my life from now on. And it's like, you feel sorry for these characters. Yeah. In a movie that's not really about, that's not really needing you to feel sorry for characters. Right. But it gets you attached enough to these two main characters. It's like, okay, I will accept this enough to go from joke to joke. And then you got Crunk. Agreed. But I'll get more to crunk in, in a minute. What is your second like? My second would be the bridge scene. The bridge
1: scene where Cusco and... What's his name? Pacha. Pacha. That Cusco and Pacha, they're crossing the bridge. Kacha... Yeah, Kacha? Pacha. 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 I'm tired. Pacha falls through. Cusco laughs. He turns his back, and he falls on the bridge. And it's just this... These these two characters who are extremely mad at each other now. They're fighting each other for
0: the bridge.
1: Yes. And they fall through. They... They have to work together to get back over the bridge, you know, get back to safety from being devoured by crocodiles. Mm-hmm. And I just love that scene. It's it's so and much scorpions fun. Scorpions, yeah, and scorpions and bats. And bats. That it's just like the the comedy gold in this movie is just perfect. Now, honestly, I am I'm kind of weird when it comes to comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just a little. Um, but uh, I think just the way they play the comedy in the movie is just it's gold. It's funny, and I'll get to
0: that in my third later on. So, what is Izma and Krunk oh. are the comedy duo of the century, as Agreed. far as I'm concerned. Agree. I mean, you've got Krunk, who you would think is the straight man, but honestly, I think Izma is more the straight man in this relationship because you just don't know what stupid thing is going to come out of Krunk's mouth next. And of course, Krunk's got his shoulder angel and demon. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. All right. I'm gonna tell you why you should. I'm gonna give you three reasons why you should just walk away. One, look at that guy with his little uh stringy, stringy instrument thingy. We've talked about this. It's called a harp. Yeah, that's a harp, and that's a dress, robe. <laughs> Second of all, hey, look what I can do. And he's just you know, on on he's doing one-handed push ups, push ups, vertical push ups. Push-ups. Push-ups. Yes. And Krunk asks the question we're all thinking. He- what does that have to do with do it the, And the angel goes, no, no, no way. He's got a point. <laughs> it's like, does he? I don't know. And then the best one is when they come back at the end. Mm-hmm. When Krunk's trying to decide, well, do I side with Yzma or do I side with Kuzco? Because Isma's kind of been being a jerk right now. You're talking about killing the guy. And then the shoulder angel and demon comes back. Actually, it's just the demon first. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, where's the other guy? He says, And then the other guy shows up and, you know. He starts talking to them, trying to figure out what to do. And Yzma looks over, obviously because they're obviously all hearing this, but yeah. they're not seeing the angel and demon cross. Yeah. She looks over at Cusco and Pacha, and she and doing the whole "What's up with this guy?" kind of look, and they're just shrugging their shoulders. And finally, she just has it <laughs> and says, "I don't know why you. I, I thought I could trust you to do it." And she starts ragging on him, and, and every them. couple seconds, the demons going. The, the demon guy is, they're, they're all getting hit with this and they're all being affected by it. To the point where the angel and demon kind of put their differences aside. Uh-huh. The angel is comforting. Yes, your spinach puffs are good. And the demon guy cocks his trident not- and says, All right, she's going down. No. <laughs> it's like, this should not be funny. And yet but, it's hilarious. Yes, I and then she gets rid of them both by dropping the trap door. Krunk goes down, the angel and demon hug each <laughs> other and then they, they fall down. <laughs> and then that's until Krunk shows up at the end of the movie. That's the last we see of the character. Yes. But even then you've got the whole thing where it's, where the, she's trying to decide, you know, how she's going to get back at the emperor for firing her. And, and, and he's, you know, uh, Krunk is putting the things down so she can smash it with, smash these clay heads of his yeah. with a hammer. And, uh, He's saying all these things that are actually fairly smart, but mm-hmm. she's off- anyway. And she says, "Ah, I know what to do. Let's go to the secret lab." They go to the lab. Oh, pull yeah. the lever, uh. Crunk. Shump, lever. <laughs> Which brings Buster Buzz- Why do we even have that lever? Ur. Which gets repeated at the end when Cusco. All we get is the train hitting the thing. You know they're going back, and you just get the shot of the door opening and Cusco and Llamaform goes. Why does she even have that lever? <laughs> and they go down this disneyland water slide yes into their secret lab and she says how am i going to do it oh i'm going to go with a super convoluted plan that starts with turning them into a flea and then we're going to put that flea in a box and then we are going to put that box oh, in another box works. and then i'm going to mail that box to myself and when it gets here <laughs> i'll smash, smash it, with it with a hammer it's <laughs> brilliant it's brilliant brilliant, <laughs> brilliant <laughs> i tell you genius i say and she hits the potion the 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 killer potion as i'm gonna call it and it causes a small explosion she goes and she stops and thinks says or to save on postage (laughs) it's like yeah that's the only reason you get rid of the old plan to save on postage (laughs) says i'll kill him with this take it crunk feel its power oh i feel it it. (laughs) it's dinner time Those two, like I said, are, they are the comedy duo of the century. Agreed. It's th- between them and Balkan Skull from Power Rangers, if we're being honest. Okay. At least as far as I'm concerned. Okay. But yeah, Yzma and Crunk are obviously honestly the funniest villain duo, if you even want to call Crunk a villain, for the entire movie villain henchman yeah. setup for the enti- for like almost all time. I so yeah, Yzma and Crunk is my second life. All right.
1: Yeah. Along those same veins, my third is definitely cr- uh, Crunk and Easy. The, the definitely, I'm, I'm stealing hers because it's just it's so fair. good. And they're 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 comedy gold. They're, like every scene they're in, they're stealing it. You know, hook, line, and sinker. They, like the fact to be like they overpower mm. like even our main characters.
0: Yeah, How they should have good... won if we're being honest.
1: Exactly, but you know this is you <laughs> know this but is Cusco's movie. But the power of comedy. Yeah. The power of comedy, exactly. The, like, like all those scenes you described are gold. Mm-hmm. They're gold. They're classic. Oh,
0: and- I forgot the best one. Which one? It's nighttime. You see Isma's big, huge tent on the left. Oh my gosh, that scene! And Ugh. and Krunk laying on the floor with that one small tent covering his uh. legs. We'll say, yeah. <laughs> and it's zooming in, and Krunk sits up and goes, "That peasant, he didn't pay his check, and he falls <laughs> back to like sleep." Asleep. Yes. Like, okay. Is that it? And then it goes right back and says, "Wait." That's the peasant who I dropped. I, that the, you know, and ain't, so she says, "Oh, that's Pacha. I, he's if we go to Pacha's house, we'll be able to f- we'll be able to get Cusco." Mm. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. And he opens <laughs> these and he goes, he's mine. and she goes, "What?" <laughs> and she's of course got the the green makeup uh, mask on, uh-huh. and the cucumbers over her eyes. And they fall off. And it's, it's like this <sighs> had better be good. <laughs> Sorry, you're, I had to I had to hit on this. No, you're I, good. I also love how her tent is bigger than the. The backpack she he was she was being
1: carried in by Krunk. Agreed. The the fact that Isma is voiced by Arthur Kitt. And yes. like when when I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, What? This is crazy. And then uh uh Warburg plays Patrick, Patrick Warburg. Patrick Warburg plays uh crunk yeah.
0: This was the first movie I'd seen with Patrick Warburg.
1: Yes, same here. I was like,
0: Whoa, wait a minute, this is really cool. But um And yes, he posed that entire humming thing he was doing. Yes. And they had Disney legal forced them to sign all the rights away. It's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But anyway, uh, it's sorry. Disney, they, they have to have all their, it's fair. <laughs> it's just, if I don't hear if, if there's ever a kingdom hearts level based on good night, I would pay, I would pay money for any kingdom hearts game, but <laughs> I would really love to see this one. It's like, cause you could actually make, this would actually make a good kingdom hearts, in my opinion. Uh, but more on that at a, another time. Yeah. Um, I better hear... That better be how the, that the level starts. It, Krunk getting Kuzco out of the temple and doing that hum. I don't remember the... Yeah. Because, you know, he's just making it up as it goes along. It's like, wait, he's doing a theme song? <laughs> yes. He's got his own theme song? I'm so glad I was a Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, it's just... It's a Krunk and Koot... And a Krunk and Yzma as this comedy villain duo. And it's like, yeah, i have to really agree that... Uh, wow you get arm tired um our villains are probably like they they sealed the show and it's just amazing that this movie is it's not forgotten but it's more it's 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 it's, it's the 2000 aughts movies that people it, are just kind of like
0: it's not forgotten it's just not remembered
1: yeah well. it's, it's not remembered as well but now it's kind of like a resurgence and, yes because I, I i have a lot of people to be like have you watched treasure planet
0: yet uh, that might be next year i haven't we haven't really planned out next year yet. In fact, we haven't planned out opera yet. We're working on it. November's set. I've got all four of those movies right up here, mm-hmm. but, or December or January, but anyway, we'll probably yeah. do treasure planet sometime next year. Yeah. Either way.
1: Yeah. It's the villains. I just love the villains. of this movie. It's great. <laughs> and then she gets her new cat.
0: Yes. This <laughs> just like, okay, that's just, <laughs> and, yeah. I win. Poosh. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Either way, is that my voice? Is that my My voice? voice? Oh well. (laughs) All right, so
1: that is my number three. So going into dislikes,
0: no, I sub my three. Oh, my third like. Oh, first, my third like. Pacha's family, right? Topo, Tipo, and Chaka. That her name? I think Chaka. Anyway, those three are the if Eastman Krunk are the comedy duo of the century. They are like runners up because as, as a comedy group mm-hmm. because you got um one of my favorite scenes of course is when tipo wakes up in the middle of the night with from a nightmare mm-hmm. and uh the mom comes over and says uh do you have a nightmare sweetie what's wrong he says and then he describes the last scene mm-hmm. and it's like okay that's that's funny and all okay so, and then uh, the sister comes well in my dream Daddy had to uh, French kiss a llama. It's like, oh, like that would ever happen. It could. Nuh uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nyahon, <laughs> That is funny. Yes, it is. And then, of course, the coup de grace is when it, he's Von crap get involved. Oh, with my
1: gosh. Tard and feather scene. That was Oh, great. That, that whole scene where uh-huh. they,
0: where they, uh,
1: they're locked in the closet.
0: They're locked in the closet. From the start, they're locked in the closet until Yzma is a pinata down the hill. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's the tar. There's the feathers. There's the <laughs> ramp, <see> And <laughs> are ready, the- children? And go. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that 80-year-old woman. You are killing her. <laughs> and I don't care. Oh, right. And then you've got Krunk dealing with it for the most part. All right, here's my version of the double dutch. When I give the signal, we all switch places. Krunk, now is the time. All right. <laughs> 99 yeah. monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and broke his head. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I didn't even bring up Bucky. The squirrel. The squirrel. The squirrel. Anyway, I'm not going to get into Bucky, but Bucky's funny too. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, this is... Those... I have to include these ones because they're the moments that I will remember when I've forgotten the rest of the movie. Agreed. <laughs> because they're hilarious. They're great sight gag. It's this kind of stuff I would love to see more on mm. in some movies. Don't get me wrong. I love the big sweeping stuff we got in the 90s and some of the stuff we get nowadays. But, I mean, we think back, think ahead further past this other movies we've really liked yeah i feel tangled is the combination of emperor's new groove and kind of the beauty and the beast style of it's this big sweeping story but yet we're still going to stop and have fun with the comedy
1: yeah agreed
0: it's not it's never going too far either direction agreed and that's what makes the movie i think so good Agreed. *Frozen* does the same thing agreed yeah, frozen but not, I still prefer Tangled. Yeah,
1: Frozen not so much. I like he does have his comedy moments. Frozen but 2 does. Yeah, Frozen 2 does or have did, a lot more comedy. Or did you
0: forget uh, Olaf uh, playing charades and having to be uh, Elsa when she was singing Let It Go and yes. swaying his hips wildly?
1: <laughs> yes, I remember. I remember very clearly. I watched or, the movie
0: recently. I know. I'm
1: just giving you a hard time. dude. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, either way. Dislikes. Dislikes. Uh, what is your first? My first is like, it's... It's a world that's feels kinda empty. There's not a whole lot of people in it. Yeah. There's like we have this the, could be a stage play. Yeah, quite literally. But like, yeah, you have the village, which you don't see anybody except for the family until the very end. You have the the Emperor's Palace, use Cuckoo's Callus, and they're like, yeah, you see that one dude and a, one
0: dude and you see all these guards, but the guards are copy paste.
1: Yeah, that's it. There, there's no there's no like originality anywhere like be like, it's it's a it's a large world that's very void of character mm-hmm. except for our main characters that's it and everybody else is like copy paste you know generic yeah. character in the background so it's it's a great world building but there's no one in it mm-hmm. except for just be like the the characters we're interested in there's no little like except for the squirrel of course. yes and uh that's the weird thing because like the idea that the the typical disney princess could talk to animals and, yes, and crunk, it's crunk. Can, talk, can talk to animals i just found that kind of hilarious i'm
0: not going there yeah
1: yeah yeah no, 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 no. i I can see where your brain's yes. going it's like no yes. no
0: <laughs> nope he's not because he's not a princess no. anyway
1: he's not a prince either no
0: oh he could be could he found a princess yeah but anyway either way what's your number one my number one my number one dislike Cusco is a villain for too long in this yeah i agreed because he here's the thing you mentioned he was uh his redemption arc yes I'm going to get to more of what I have against his redemption arc Mm -hmm. later on. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, he's a hated character for too long in this movie. Yes, when you have a redemption story, you need to have the main character be a total jerk. Yeah. The nicest word I can use in this moment. Mm -hmm. You need him to at least start off that way so that he can grow to being the hero he's supposed to be. Right. But here, he's all the way until... The diner scene, he is just a villain. He is as much of a villain as Yzma, to the point where you're wondering, who is actually the villain here? Is Yzma actually the good guy for getting rid of the guy who's not running the, the uh, kingdom very well? Yeah. I mean, she could be an old princess, but she could technically roll. I mean, she does technically, she has technically the queen for a while. Right. Or empress, I guess, technically. Yeah, Empress. But, you know, ro- queen role. Yeah. So maybe this is all for the better, especially if this goes where, oh, he's going to have to learn to be a llama for the rest of his life, yeah. which is not where it went. But uh, he's for for a good three quarters of the movie. Yeah. You're rooting for Pacha as the hero, not because he's a good guy, even though he is. It's because he's the only good guy. That's true. For, for most of the film. For yeah. three, for two thirds of the movie. Yeah. Krunk is a villain only because he's working for the bad guy. Yeah, But for the most part, he's meant as a joke character anyway, so that's not really a problem. We are supposed to, when Cusco when becomes sw- turn, switches becomes a hero at the end, we're supposed to feel as if he earned it through everything he went through and everything he learned. And honestly, we're going to get more to this in, here in a minute. My second dislike, I think he did. Mm. Okay. I think the transition is a little unearned. Anyway, what's I'll, your
1: second dislike? I would agree with you in some ways Uh, that, like, yeah, he does change a little bit like a very little bit like, I mean, like he, he, he values,
0: uh, a radical change by the end of the movie. Yeah. But he has so very little change from the point of, uh, the beginning of the movie until he hears Yzma and Kronk at the diner.
1: Yeah. And so very little change. Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's, it's a change that's needed for the character. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say that his redemption arc wasn't, wasn't a, like a full redemption, because there again, I haven't seen uh, Krunk's new groove. I haven't either. So, so I have no idea how this character plays out in that movie. He could be the exact same character he was in the very beginning. But either way, um, yeah, I, I I agree to disagree with that with that point. But uh, I just
0: don't feel he makes enough change. He learns that Yzma and Krunk are actually out to kill him. I yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. No. That's just my opinion there. Anyway, what's your
1: your your opinion is very valid. What's your second dislike? My
0: second dislike is the pad to come up. All right. Oh, I I was confusing my dislikes. I'll go ahead and touch on the end of the problem I have with Cusco because I looked at it again and realized, oh, my other I actually what I thought was a second dislike Mm -hmm. is actually part of my first. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like I said, he turns too quickly. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think it's unearned because and it's not just uh, you know. Make a slight degree change till he realizes, you know, what's going on. It's like, literally, he is made like, he's like, moves a degree when he saves Pacha from the falling cliff. Yeah. And then he makes a complete 180 once he realizes how horrible a person he's been. Now, granted, once the person realizes how horrible a person has been, I can see mm-hmm. that causing, that being a good, uh, uh, I can't think of the word because I'm tired, mm-hmm. but it's a good way, it's a good trigger yeah, uh, to cause that big of a change. Yeah. But it feel like it's too big a change because it's like it's a complete one eighty. The only way that would work is if Cusco got saved while he was out in the forest, and I don't think the Christian missionaries had made it to South America by that point. No, not yet. especially not the Incan Empire. No, so I don't think that's what happened.
1: And plus, the Incan Empire dissolved well, before before that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there's more Aztec than any of that. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go with yeah he. It's too much of a change for what Tommy's got. Yeah. And I don't even think the change is earned at, from a story point of view. Yeah. So yeah. You're second to sight. Well, My apologies.
1: Yeah, you're fine. Uh if we were to watch Crunk's uh, Kunk, Krunk's New Groove and see how Crisco acts in that, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would definitely see if his if his redemption or his turnaround was was valid or is it simply like, oh let's go back to like, you know, very selfish, very, you know, kind of villain esque character Cusco was. Mm-hmm. So it's it's to be seen if you know he really did change. Yeah. Uh my second dislike, and you mentioned it earlier, and I was just so I was gonna like, what? Really? This <laughs> this is not right at all. Eartha kit is not the voice of the cat.
0: <laughs> I was like, what? Are you kidding me? That, was a, that could not have been on your dislike list before the, we, we started.
1: No, it wasn't, actually.
0: I mean, I I, ha, I had the
1: smallest list, and you, you're going through it, and it's like, you know what? I don't like that. <laughs> Let's
0: write that down. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... It's not the best use of a director cameo. No, it's it not. It would have been nice if Eartha kit would have just kept going with cat as as kitty yzma but oh she well. played Catwoman in the 69 we should Are have serious? at least gotten some as in her cat form saying something was like uh this is a purr. perfect when i instead of, i'll transform back into my beautiful self she should said and I, I but i'll use this to transform into my perfectly beautiful self that would have been funnier <laughs> that would have been so much funnier especially if it was coming out of her mouth yeah agreed it's it was, because i remember when i did what, when i had seen the dvd version mm-hmm. and i'd watched the commentary they that's how i knew that was earth that was catwoman from early mm-hmm. on because they said oh yeah the reason we decided to turn her into a cat is because earth she earth was catwoman Woman. it just it makes, totally makes sense it just makes per- perfect sense, sense. <laughs> anyway
1: yeah it was it was when you said that i was like really it's not eartha kit because listening to it now, it's like, yeah, that's definitely not Eartha kid. Because that's not a woman's voice. That's not a woman's voice. It's a man's voice. There again, like you, like you said before. There's too much bass. Yeah. All about that bass. Yes. But that was slightly disappointing because you had gold right there. Like, why didn't you do it? Or at least a combination of the two voices mm-hmm. or something. Like, the the director could have been a voice of someone else. Not the cat.
0: Could have made him the chef. Like you exactly. said. He should have been the chef. Not... Or, cat form. or the, the the villager that says hey uh hey pacha you missed your relatives how would you describe her a scary beyond all reason yeah but anyway
1: yeah that's that was that was such a that was such a disappointment because you, you you had gold right there to do to you mm-hmm. use a to use a reference that and you kind of that ruined mo- it that most people and they ruin it mm-hmm. like you said it was just so disappointing so yeah that was my second dislike that earth the kit was not the cat all right. My second
0: dislike. Yes. Narrator Cusco for two thirds of the movie. Right. That he's in it. I do consider this a separate character than Emperor Cusco. Yeah. Even though they're supposed to be the same guy. Right. But his, he is so annoying. Of course. The movie and to some degree Cusco is supposed to be annoying. Yeah. But so many times they would have, uh, if they do, when they do the narrator trope in a movie, they at least have the narrator kind of grow along with the character on screen. Yeah. No, he's the same jerk from the beginning of the movie uh that regular Cusco was and he's like that all the way till mm-hmm. uh Llama Cusco Emperor Cusco tells him, just shut up and leave me alone. Yeah. When he's you know, when they come when he, we catch back up to the beginning first so, scene.
1: So in that so in that same way, if it's be like it's Cusco narrating his story
0: Right, but this is some other character that happens to be Cusco esque. Yeah. It's like Cusco's inner it's, it's, it's kind of Cusco's inner monologue, but it's done by the really, uh, it's done by his ego. It's really Cusco's yeah. ego. Yeah, I agree. Before being honest. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't give up at the end. And it's, that Cusco's ego is so annoying throughout this film. Agreed. The worst part for me, and I know this is meant to be a joke to go, to lighten things up because we have been, you know, in a funk for like two or three minutes as Potch is coming home from mm-hmm. the first time. And the film comes to a dead stop narrator Cusco in llama form pops and says uh just just so everyone remembers i'm in the sack don't listen this movie is not about him not yeah, about pacha that was it's annoying me in the sack mm-hmm. and then he of course he's got the marker and he draws it and then he goes he cuts back in and, and starts to cross out the x he put over pacha mm-hmm. it's like this joke's not even funny yeah it's one thing when uh, Krunk drops Cusco into the river, and the camera zooms out continuously yeah. to the chip to the monkey and the bug. Yeah, and narrator Cusco asks a very good question: What's with the chimp and the bug? Can we get back to me? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so, which and the whole part there at the beginning where he says, "Uh, well, if we go all the way, back, we go back, we, we'll see how this all started." And of course, it goes back to Cusco mm-hmm. as a baby, and he says, "Uh, oh, look at me! It's me as a baby." And then the monkey gets its head, uh, monkey plush uh, mm-hmm. Cusco, and they give him a bunch of these other ones, which is actually a great scene. If this is, if narrator Cusco is supposed to be feeling embarrassed yeah. about, you know, the amount of how spoiled he was, which is what that scene is showing. Yeah. He's not embarrassed. It's like, okay, yeah, we saw this. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. It should have been played like, okay, yeah, that's embarrassing. Let's move on with the story. Cause this doesn't paint me. Any- right. He doesn't even care that it doesn't pain him in a game, which is right. what gets to me. And narrator Cusco, I think, was the the worst decision to do here, or at least it was not handled very well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my second. Decision. Okay. What is your third, or do you have any?
1: Oh, okay. So Isma becomes Empress of the Empire. Yes. Because Cusco is literally pronounced dead. Uh huh. And so where does that transition go? Be like the the fact be like, okay, be like he's turned back, but then everything's back to normal. Like even though um Well he, like I it's 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 more of one of those nitpicks. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so when does
0: they make do, a big to do about Isma taking over? Yeah, exactly. It's but, like, oh,
1: he's the former emperor, they
0: just wipe him out. Right. But at the end it's like, Oh, he's the emperor again and no one cares, Isma's gone. Yeah. And I think part of that is because of the major time jump. Yeah. Because I get the feeling there had to be at least another two or three days of them repainting everything. Oh, yeah. They definitely do a little bit of jumping. And they jumping. obviously have a way of doing it fast because you can tell none of them actually care. Yeah. It's all just a job for these people. I mean, even the mourner service, they don't care. Yeah. It's just so, like,
1: oh, because we have to mourn this emperor we didn't yeah. care about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I completely agree that Cusco is not a good guy. He's a, He's not a good guy at all. For most of the film, yeah, and he and he, he gets a sudden turn ma- around because he realized we were trying to kill him.
0: Yeah, and ease was just more of it for these.
1: People, yeah, in reality.
0: Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's just, yeah, agreed. My third dislike. Exactly how far is it between Pacha's hut and the palace? Yeah, that's 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 a stretch. There's you get at least one scene where it shows that Pacha had to go over a mountain. Mm-hmm. Okay. It takes I, him an evening to get there. But here's the thing: that mountain is, from what we can tell, on the palace side of the rickety bridge. Mm-hmm. But when they're at the rickety bridge, on the way back, Pacha mm-hmm. says, we're only an hour from the palace. Yeah. So it only takes an hour to go over a mountain? Apparently. Or through a mountain pass? Yeah. And even then, when the with the that out, it, now it's going to take them four days to get to the palace? Yeah. And yet they still have enough time... After they've, you know, kind of gone over to wherever that diner is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Cusco feeling sorry for himself once he realizes everyone's trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. But they have some time to run all the way back to Pacha's house.
1: Yeah. At the top of this mountain.
0: And then on the other side of a mountain mm-hmm. over on a hill somewhere that's far enough away you can't see the palace from the hill. Mm-hmm. And then the entire, yeah, the, 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 they get back to the palace via montage. If we're mm-hmm. being honest, yeah, pretty and much. It's a very well done montage, especially with the last joke of the montage. But it's like, okay, how far actually is it? Mm-hmm. Is it an hour? Is is it three hours away? Is it a day away? Is it a three week journey? You don't. Have, I don't need an actual physical hard number, but I need to get the feeling that it's going to take the same amount of time for Pacha to go to his to go from the palace. To his house, mm-hmm. and it's going to take for Pacha and Cusco to go back to the palace if they had been able to take a straight trip, right? And I don't get that feeling, right? So yeah, I, there's it's, it. Seems like the distances here are all rubber, and yeah. that messes with me. Yeah,
1: because to take the example of what I said earlier, where Pacha has unconscious Cusco in his his heart, yeah. and
0: he stays unconscious the entire trip back.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it takes roughly an afternoon to get there. Yes. And so they say now it takes four days because the bridge was out. I I, I understand I it'd mean, be I c- like you have to take detours.
0: I can see a detour causing a four-day drift. Don't get me wrong, because you right. probably got to go all the way over to the next bridge, and the closest bridge could be three days away.
1: Yeah, it could be another like a day walk.
0: Yeah. And obviously they're going to have to stop and get dinner, so that's going to take some time. But... Right.
1: And comedy pursues. Worth. Yes.
0: But here's the other thing. They get back to the bridge because they know time is of the essence, and they zipline. Yeah, he couldn't have done that before. I guess you maybe not had the rope and the bow and arrow. Yeah. Maybe, but that seems to be fairly close to town because they were able to get from there back but to- But there's
1: nothing to grapple on with, with that bridge. It's it's simply just a ravine. Yeah. You're like, what, are, are
0: you shooting for the tree that's well, he like does four shoot, yards out? He does shoot for the tree on the other side. Yeah. With the rope tied onto the arrow, which a part of me is going, I don't know if that would work nowadays, much less- In the time period this movie's supposed to be taking place. I get that it's a joke. Agreed. Because, I mean, like, literally three seconds later, they're asking Yzma how she got there before them, and she has no clue. Agreed. So, I mean, I get that it's a joke, and I'm not supposed to take it seriously, but there's some some serious logistical issues that the comedy is supposed to just wipe it away, and I'm still going, can I at least get a firm idea as to how physically far the palace is from the village.
1: Yeah, give me give me, give me a geological give a geological timing to what where not
0: too much of a timing. I just like give me a rough estimate. Yeah. A five hour trip if the bridge is out, uh if the bridge isn't out, and if the bridge is that important A if the bridge is that rickety, mm-hmm. how did Pacha get across it and back across it? Because he had to make that trip twice. Yeah. With a llama drawn cart, cart without Breaking the bridge. Yeah, if it's that rickety, how but, did he pull that off?
1: Well, it could be like it's an old bridge. Like the fact to be like it's been crossed over and over and over again. Yeah. So, uh, uh, sorry. Plus, uh,
0: with especially when he's coming back, he's got uh bags full of grain and an unconscious llama. Yeah, and a walking llama plus him, and he ain't a small guy. No, and the bridge held up under that much weight. Maybe because it was spread out a little instead of Pacha, where it's kind of you know centered more. Yeah, but it's it's still it's,
1: yeah. It's also built. It's designed for a comedic gag, and I get that's that. What, that's what I get for.
0: that. I get that. It's just there's a part of me when I bear in mind, watch the movie, didn't care. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going. Yeah. Well, well, wait a minute. How does all this work? And it's like you're thinking too hard. Yeah. Make it's, like Elsa and, and let, let it go. go. Anyway. <laughs> I think we've gotten to the end of this. You've got something else? Ugh. Uh,
1: I, uh, Yes. Uh, we are. I think, yes. We're at the end of it.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. We, I, are, we, we are into the <laughs> rope of this episode. You are about to fall asleep over there. I can tell. See? <laughs> okay. I'm giving this movie an eight and a half. Really? Yes. Uh, this is a movie that, for me anyway, the comedy bits trump any problems I have with the film. Because Agreed. When I'm watching, I don't care. Yeah. It's just... Oh, this is a funny thing. And the reason I had to come up with these three things is because I'm having to look at the movie critically yeah. for our review. Yes. If I'm just, if I was sitting here watching the movie with, a, like we were a month ago. Yeah. With a bunch of friends. I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, I've watched this and I'm having a good time. And we're all laughing. We're Agreed. all saying, you know, that's what you need in life is a theme song guy. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's a fun movie. Eight and a half. The only reason I'm giving knocking any points off of it is because, like you, the the only glaring issue that even I noticed when I was watching it, even though I didn't have it in my dislikes, there is no one here but the yeah. characters. Yeah, it's and I didn't even think world. of that. I don't even think of that as much too as much of a detriment as you did because it's like, okay, yeah, this is a stage production put in that was animated essentially. Right. I can live with this. But anyway.
1: Yeah, I will give it an eight. I okay. I'll give it an eight. Uh, it like you said, it's comedy gold. It's it's fun to watch. You just kind of. You pseudo turn your brain off. It's just more like this is a fun movie. Uh, it, it does have some world building problems, definitely mm-hmm. with a very empty world of people. Yes, when when you you have our uh you have our uh, our our village chief who is uh going back to a a very empty village yes and that's supposed
0: to be full of people that he's worried about exactly he's going to tell everybody that they're gonna get kicked out yeah it's like mm- who are you gonna tell the two old geezers playing dominant playing uh checkers down at the bottom of the hill yeah who cares
1: yeah that's true <laughs> but either way yeah i feel like yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun comedy romp that's just funny funny to watch uh it's like you said it's got some good gold moments mm. uh it's got a good cast and I enjoy it. It's got its flaws, but it's just a fun movie to watch. And definitely worth watching if you if you, have, if you haven't had the opportunity to.
0: So, yeah, our next movie mm-hmm. is going to be Another Blue Sky. Which will yes. be, I think, our, technically our second Blue Sky movie. I believe so. Because I think the only other one we've done so far is the final Blue Sky yes. production, which was uh, Spies in Disguise. Yes. So, yeah, the next one we're doing is the Peanuts movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Love me some based snippy.
0: on the newspaper comic strip peanuts by charles schultz mm-hmm. so uh yeah join us for that next week mm-hmm. uh in the meantime this has been drew this is jacob and we will catch you in the next frame come jacob we must prepare for next week prepare for what drew same thing we do every week jacob record a podcast oh boy so where can they find you
1: jacob you can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's daily art corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but, uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron
0: on Twitter at Jacob Heron and letterbox at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you drew? You can also follow me on letterbox at ggeorge seven, five, nine Facebook as drew Dodgen. Uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's photo bin you can also follow me on twitter at ggeorge759 you can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at cast underscore cell you can follow us on twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming you can also
1: follow us on youtube at cellcast listen to our podcast on apple Podcasts, google play Podcasts, stitcher spotify and your favorite
0: podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Herron where we talk about live action movies. And remember, Cell is a single L. L.